Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. On this episode of Newt's World, there is an amazing amount of change going on at the state level with real reforms that are increasing parental opportunities to know what's going on with their children in school, increasing opportunities for people to take the money and take it to a different school if the one their child is in right now is failing, and really deep thought about the nature of what we have to do as a country in order for our young people to grow up and be both educated as citizens and educated in the workforce. I think it's really important, and these changes in many ways are being accelerated by the work of the American Legislative Exchange Council, which is an organization of state legislators in all 50 states. So I'm really delighted to have a chance to talk with Andrew Handel, who's the director of the Education and Workforce Development Task Force at ALEC, or the American Legislative Exchange Council. He is an expert on education freedom in the United States, and he is really doing a great job knitting together people who are in favor of reform in all 50 states. Andrew, welcome, and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Mr. Speaker. Tell us a little bit about the Education Workforce Development Task Force and what it is you're trying to accomplish. Our Education Workforce Development Task Force here at the American Legislative Exchange Council is made up of both public sector state lawmakers who have an interest in education policy, as well as some private sector members. Our goal at ALEC is to be a convener. We want to bring together those public and private sector thought leaders and make sure that the best ideas are being exchanged and even the worst ideas are being discussed so that lawmakers around the country can learn from those experiences as well. Our goal on the education policy side is to promote education freedom for every single student across America. We strongly believe that public dollars should follow students, not systems. And parents should ultimately be the ones empowered and in charge when it comes to their kids' education, not bureaucracies and unions. Could you just talk a little bit about ALEC itself and its mission and the scale of its membership? 
We're actually going to be celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. We've been around for quite some time, but we are the nation's largest nonpartisan organization that has a membership component of state lawmakers. We want to be a convener. We bring together those thought leaders from across the country, state lawmakers, private business, nonprofits. And our goal is to just discuss best practices, share experiences so that we can learn from one another and learn, learn what different states are doing. Do you have state legislators from all 50 states? We do, yes. So literally, you sort of connect the country in an idea sense. We do, absolutely. And about how many members do you have right now, state legislative members? 25% of all the country's state lawmakers from across the policy spectrum. Every fourth state legislator in the whole country has some tie back to ALEC, and they work on a series of policy areas, and the one you work on is on education freedom. Could you talk for a minute about this whole concept of education freedom? For years, America has followed the system of public education where students are assigned to a school based on nothing more than a street address or a zip code. The idea behind education freedom is to break away from that. Instead of making that determination based on an address, we want to be putting parents in charge. We want them to be empowered to say, you know what, I think my student is going to do better at a nearby private school or a charter school, or maybe I want to homeschool my kids. We believe that all those options should be on the table for parents to choose from, and they should never find themselves in a situation where their only choice is their local public school, whether because of lack of other options or lack of finances, if they can't afford some of those other choices. So from that standpoint, you've been really gaining ground at the state level. As I understand it, you're both expanding the concept of sort of universal education savings accounts, and you're taking on some of the more controversial questions about the way the curriculum has evolved in public schools. Let's talk first about this concept of a universal education saving account. How does that work? Education savings accounts are accounts that parents control where the money goes. So the state government will take whatever amount of money they were going to spend to teach that student in their public school. Instead of sending it to that public school, they'll put it into an account that the parent gets to direct. So there's a wide variety of pre-approved educational expenses that the money can be used for, not just private school tuition, but standardized testing fees, special therapies for students with a disability. There's a laundry list of things that parents can use it for. And most importantly, parents are in charge. They're the ones that get to direct that money in a way that maximizes their child's education. What's the primary pushback against having universal savings accounts? The main opposition that we hear is that these policies will dismantle public education or defund public education. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. If a parent likes their public school, they can keep their student there. There's not a requirement that they have to go elsewhere. The purpose of an education savings account program is simply to make sure that those other options are available to them. That's the main opposition that we hear. It's often very hyperbolic. These policies aren't going to destroy public schools. The reality is, if you are zoned to a good public school, you can still keep going to that public school. It seems to me almost everywhere that the teachers unions are deeply opposed to it. That They do not want parents to have access to money and they don't want parents to have access, frankly, to the curriculum. Mm-hmm. We do see a lot of opposition from teachers unions across the country. And as I mentioned, we hear the funding argument a lot. But if you really look at it, 
if the money follows the student to a different school, it's true that the total amount of funding going to that public school will decline. But that's also one less student that that school now has to teach. So they shouldn't need that money anyways. And it's also important to note that the local money stays with the public school. And in a lot of cases, the federal money stays with the public school. Even though the state portion of funding is going to follow that student to whatever school is best for them, public schools still benefit because now they've got more money to spend on the students that are there and they can better use those resources in a much more efficient manner. It's really in some ways a crisis in terms of some of our cities. There was a study in 2022, the Maryland Comprehensive Assessment Program, that found that there were 23 schools in Baltimore City in which no one could do math. Zero could do math. Another 20 schools had just one or two students testing proficient. So I think it was something like 7% of the third through eighth graders were proficient in math. 93% could not do math at the grade level. And it's not just a Baltimore problem. In in Illinois, there were 53 schools where not a single student could do math at grade level. In Los Angeles Unified School District, which is an enormous district, there were students who lost five years of academic ground during remote learning due to COVID. That is, whatever they knew before COVID hit, they actually dropped below this. Not just they didn't learn better about where they should go, they actually dropped in their capacity from where they had been when they were started. It seems to me that these require some kind of profound changes, and that part of what you're trying to do at ALEC is develop programs that allow parents to not have their child be trapped in a school where nobody can do math. Would that be a fair summary? Exactly. That's exactly right. One of the more common arguments that we hear in some of those school districts, as you just mentioned in Baltimore, for example, where no students in a number of these schools are able to do math one of the more common arguments that we hear is, well, we need to put more money into these schools. And the reality is America, on average, spends fifteen dollars to $16,000 per student per year. We already spend massive amounts. In a lot of states, K-12 education is the second largest portion of their budget. What we really try to do in promoting these ESA or education savings account policies is let's figure out how we can use that money more efficiently, right? It's not that we need to put more money into these schools. It's that we need to make sure the money is following the student so that parents in those poorly performing districts, for example, are able to find alternatives so that their children can succeed and have an equal chance as everyone else. I've always been a strong believer in the importance of investing wisely. That's why I've personally invested in Legacy Precious Metals. At Legacy Precious Metals, they're not leaving your financial future to chance. They're on a mission to help you secure your financial future post-retirement. In partnership with them, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the Newt Gingrich contract with America Coin. This limited edition coin is made of one ounce of 99.99% fine silver, commemorating the historic moment when Against all odds, we balance the budget for the last time in U.S. history. This coin isn't just an investment. It's a piece of our nation's history. And now you can own it. As the holiday season approaches, it's the perfect gift. You can purchase yours today by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Back in 2011, Arizona became the first state to create an education savings account program. And as I understand it, they initially started just for students with special needs, but it's been so successful that they have steadily expanded it. Is that sort of the model from an ALEC perspective? Yeah, it is. And you're exactly right. Last year, Arizona became the first state in the country to implement a universal ESA program. It started off as being limited for students with special needs, but it was such a successful program and the results were so good that the Arizona legislature last year decided to expand it to every single student in the state, regardless of income, disability status, geography. As long as they're an Arizona student, they get to take advantage of it. They since have elected a liberal governor. Do you have any sense of whether they're going to try to roll that back or whether they could roll that back? Unfortunately, I'm not sure. I know that Governor Hobbs is not a fan of the program. She's talked about potentially pulling some funding from that. But my understanding is that the legislature still gets to have the final say on that. So that being the case, I'd be surprised if it was rolled back. There's been a recent wave, and I think that ALEC has played a role in getting this done. I mean, Florida now has a universal education freedom program. Arkansas has set up what they call the Learning Empowerment Accountability Readiness Networking and School Safety Plan, which turns out to be the word learns. That was, I think, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' first really big initiative. Iowa's passed the Student First Act. West Virginia expanded the state's HOPE scholarship program so that 100% of the students in the state will be eligible by 2026. So you are seeing this kind of wave of change coming across the states. And I think that Alec 
through its programs and its conferences and its meetings, has played a major role in being able to get people involved in education freedom. In the case of Arkansas, they have a universal education scholarship account program. They have unlimited charter schools for the state. A lot of states have a few charter schools, but they limit them very tightly to protect the teachers union. Arkansas now has authorized unlimited charter schools. They raised the base pay for teachers from 36000 to 50000 which actually moved Arkansas from 48th in the country to 4th in the country for the highest minimum teacher pay. They created a bonus incentive for good teachers of up to $10,000 and authorized paid maternity leave for teachers, created 120 literacy coaching positions to help students across the state who are behind in their reading skills, and created a $500 scholarship for kindergarten through third grade students that are not reading at grade level. And that scholarship can be used for a variety of supplemental education services, trying to help them learn how to read. Arkansas has really passed a pretty comprehensive program, and I think with a great deal of input from the American Legislative Exchange Council. It's amazing what Governor Sanders was able to get done in that Learns Act. The amount of support for it was staggering. It passed both chambers, House and Senate, with a two-thirds supermajority. My understanding is that that was done intentionally so that they could stick an emergency clause on that bill because they wanted those teacher pay raises to go into effect immediately. They didn't want any kind of delay there. And I think Arkansas is a great example of how these policies can get across the finish line with the right amount of gubernatorial support and the right amount of input from all the right stakeholders. Do you see other states beginning to move in this direction? I mean, where would you look to see the next wave of reform? There's a number of states that we're keeping an eye on. New Hampshire is one. They've currently got an ESA program that's fairly expansive, but not universal. And I know there's been some discussions among lawmakers there about expanding that program. Ohio has their backpack bill that's being discussed amongst the legislators. Texas, the Texas Senate actually just passed Senate Bill 8, which would create a universal ESA as well. And that just had its first hearing in the House yesterday. So definitely a number of states. I forgot to mention Kansas as well. They're debating a universal ESA too. So it really is an amazing wave. States love to compete with one another. And I think Arizona kind of got the ball rolling and West Virginia and now Florida, Iowa, Arkansas, we're seeing all these other states want to get involved as well to keep pace. I give Alec a pretty fair amount of credit for providing a convening place where people do get together from the states and do swap ideas. And we have sort of a legislator to legislator education program going on. One of the things we're noticing is a very significant shift towards people going into technical education, trade education, apprenticeships, mentoring. Well, as Mike Rowe, who did a series called Dirty Jobs on Discovery, has said over and over again, not everyone has to have a college degree. And in fact, you can earn a very, very good living by having an apprenticeship or going to a traditional trade school in a way that gives you specific occupations. He points out, for example, that plumbers and pipe fitters and steam fitters, the median pay was $59,880 a year in 2021. If you're an aircraft or avionic technician, your median pay was $65,000 a year. Electricians had a median pay of $60,000 a year. Elevator mechanics, I, I was surprised by this, their median pay was $97,860 per year. There's a whole zone here for states to look at in giving young people an alternative to going to college or to piling up a lot of debt by actually going out and learning a skill and getting a job at a pretty early age and getting a pretty good income and ability to actually 
go out and buy a house and have a pretty good life. Do you sense that Alec is trying to also expand the opportunities for things like apprenticeships and mentoring and what have you, in addition to focusing on traditional in-classroom education? Yeah, yeah, we absolutely are. We're definitely seeing, and it's great, we're seeing more of these young kids being told that these career and technical schools are options available to them. I know for a number of years, a lot of the problem was that these high schoolers were being told, you have to go to a four-year college. You know, you can't succeed unless you've got a four-year degree. And as the price of college skyrocketed, thanks to government subsidization of the student loan market, I think more of these students are making a conscious choice and saying, the amount of debt that I would have to take on to go get that four-year degree just isn't worth it. There are lots of these other great careers. Elevator mechanics, that was a striking one. Starting pay of close to $100,000 a year. Not only that, I imagine you could become an elevator mechanic just by going to a two-year trade school. So it's cheaper, it's faster, you're into the workforce much quicker, and the starting pay is much higher. Throughout history, there are clear moments that define our nation's path, and now you can own a piece of that history. I'm thrilled to announce the Newt Gingrich contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition, one-ounce silver coin commemorates the historic victory in 1994 when the Republican Party, under my leadership, took control of Congress. The Newt Gingrich contract with America coin also symbolizes the transformative political platform that led to landmark achievements like the overhaul of the welfare system and the Balanced Budget Act. This holiday season, give the gift of history. The Newt Gingrich contract with America coin is more than an investment. It's a tribute to honest government and to America. Available to order right now by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. When people want to learn more about Alec, where can they go? And I think your meetings tend to all be open to the public, aren't they? Yeah, that's correct. Anyone can attend our meetings. We've got our annual meeting at the end of July. And then we've got our States and Nation Policy Summit, which is held the first week of December. But anyone looking for information on those meetings can go to our website, www.alec.org, A-L-E-C.org. We've got information not just from my task force, which is education workforce development, but from all of our other task forces as well, like tax and fiscal policy, commerce, insurance, and economic development, federalism. So we've got all kinds of great ideas. We definitely encourage everyone to jump on that website, take a look through our model policies, which state lawmakers can use as templates to promote these ideas, You know, get a lot of good information. On our homepage at www.alec.org, A-L-E-C.org, we've got our 2023 Essential Policy Solutions, which is a brand new publication that we put together this year, which combines all of the best ideas from our various task forces and policy centers and puts all of those in a single document for your listeners and state lawmakers around the country to consult and our goal with this Essential Policy Solutions publication was to make sure everyone's aware of the model policies that we have out there, the key publications that we've got, and mostly just to see all of the great movement that's happening across the states. We view this document as a representation of what are the best ideas coming out of these different states, and most importantly, how can other states keep pace? And you really have a very broad range of interest. I mean, it always strikes me when I look at what's going to happen at one of your conferences, how many different topics and how many different experts you bring together so that legislators can sort of pursue the topics that they're most interested in. Yeah. Even just within our education policy space, we've had the chance to talk about these education savings accounts, but we also do some work on controversial curriculum. We have a model policy called the Academic Transparency Act, which very simple model. It just requires that all materials being taught to kids in public schools have to be posted online. Parents can jump on and access that so they're always aware of what's being taught and there aren't any surprises. We've also got model policies in the workforce development space, encouraging career and technical schools, public-private partnerships in that space. We try to address a very broad section of ideas across all the different policy areas. I was really surprised that the parents' right to know what's being taught their students is like an 84% issue. And I think this came out of COVID and people suddenly for the first time seeing by Zoom what their child was being taught and sort of a sense of shock about some of the things. But that's now become kind of a nationwide movement 
to ensure that parents have the right to know what is being taught to their children and what advice their children are being given. We've actually got another ALEC model policy. It's called the Fundamental Parental Rights Statute. And we've seen over a dozen states implement this into their state laws that says parental rights are recognized as fundamental and we're going to require the courts to use the highest level of scrutiny when it comes to court cases involving a government violation of those parental rights. Congress, under Speaker McCarthy's leadership, just got this parental bill of rights done, which contains some of that same language. So it's an incredibly popular issue. It shouldn't ever be the case that parents feel like they're playing second fiddle to a government bureaucrat who runs a public school. Parents should not only always be aware of what their kids are being taught, but they should also have access to other schooling options if they feel that that's what's best for them. And I think that's the heart of the ALEC approach to education, that it puts the parents in charge and allows the parents to actually decide what they want to accomplish and whether or not they're comfortable with what's happening with their child. I can't speak highly enough about the work you all are doing in this area and how important it is to the country. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's great work. We all love doing it here at ALEC. There's so much momentum across all these policy areas, especially in education. And we're just excited for parents to be put back in charge and for lawmakers around the country to be quickly pursuing these policies as fast as they can to keep up with one another. I try to encourage people when they get frustrated about Washington and they get worried about the future of the country, take a look at the states, take a look at the innovation, take a look at the reform, and recognize that organizations like ALEC are literally knitting together across the whole country a better future with dramatic levels of reform in government. And the work you're doing, Andrew, is a very important part of moving America forward on education and moving America forward in terms of our ability to both have educated citizens and to have an educated workforce capable of competing with China and with our other competitors around the world. So I want to thank you, Andrew, for your personal commitment to helping ALEC work. And again, Everybody who is part of ALEC, including their legislative members around the country, I think are really helping create a better future. So I want to thank you for joining me. I really appreciate your taking this kind of time to tell us about what's going on around the country. Absolutely. It was great to be on. Thanks, Mr. Speaker. Thank you to my guest, Andrew Handel. You can learn more about ALEC on our show page at NewtsWorld.com. NewtsWorld is produced by Gingrich360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Neutral. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? 
introducing the Newt Gingrich contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 